Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to the Betting Pros podcast brought to you by BetMGM. I'm your host, Dan Harris. Find me on Twitter at DanHarris80. It is week nine. It is time to talk about our best bets for the weekend. And to do that with me is Andrew Cayley, senior betting analyst over at Covers. Find him at Twitter at underscore. Uh, no, wait, sorry. Start. What's your Twitter handle? And I, I totally messed up. Covers Cayley, is that Covers it? Covers underscore Cayley. You were close. I totally messed it up. I totally messed it up. Covers underscore Kaylee, C-A-L-E-Y. We're off to a brilliant start. Andrew, despite me mangling your Twitter handle, how are you? Thanks for joining me. Today. I'm doing very well. I'm happy that I could figure out all my technology. Uh, I was away for a couple of weeks from, from the betting boards for my wedding and a little honeymoon. So ready to get back into the action right now. So hopefully I don't disappoint. A little rusty. Yeah, apol- apol- apologies again. Um, I know you had me uh, ask me to be your best man. Couldn't I make couldn't it. make it. I'm really sorry. A very busy weekend for <laughs> me just with the NFL, you know. So, But it's great to have you back. Congratulations on like, getting you. married. Uh, I'm kidding, obviously. I'm kidding. And again, uh, you know, we've got some uh, Aaron Rodgers uh, drama. Last time you were here, I back in probably yeah. week two, and we were doing it during the Monday night football game. And uh, before things turned around, which they ultimately did in that game, while we were watching, they looked like they were about to lose again, and it was the is Rodgers tanking, and now we have the whole thing with him going to miss this game with COVID-19. So this might be your last time on the podcast if our Green Bay fans have anything <laughs> to do with it, because uh, they're going to be pretty pissed. Hey, I, I, guess, I guess I'm unlucky. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, no. It's all right. It's all right. Don't worry about it. All right. So let's get to it. Three best bets of the weekend for each of us, whether we're doing spreads, totals, team totals, money line, whatever we want. Then we'll very quickly run through the remaining spreads and just talk about if we have a lean or if it's a total stay away for both of us. But first, our latest offer from BetMGM. New customers can bet $10 on any team to win an NFL game and win $200 in free bets if the team they bets on scores a touchdown. That's it. Again, bet $10, win $200 in free bets if the team that you bet on scores a touchdown. That is available in New Jersey, Colorado, Indiana, West Virginia, Tennessee, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Virginia, Iowa, Washington, D.C., Arizona, and Wyoming. The code there is JUICE100. That's the promo code to be able to get that offer. Again, JUICE100 from our podcast, The Daily Juice, daily every single day with Matt Peralt. All right, very quickly, let's run through last week. Our guest Ryan Noonan had a nice week, two and one. Hit on the Cowboys, getting one and a half from the Vikings. The Rams, team total over 30 and a half. But he did miss on the Bucks laying five and a half to the Saints. I went one and two again. Unfortunately, I did hit on the Steelers getting three and a half from the Browns, which was my favorite bet. But I missed on both my totals, the under 50 and a half on the Bucks and the Saints and the under 51 on the Colts and Titans. That puts me at 14 and 10 on the season, 58%. So that's fine, but let's do better this time. Remember, I'm going to be using the betting pros consensus line, bettingpros.com consensus lines. That'll show you lines available at all the various books but also the aggregate of all the lines that are there. You can fade us. You can follow us. You can do whatever you want. Let's get started. Andrew, you are our guest. Please, your first selection. Uh, I am going with the Chiefs team total over 27 and a half. I'd take it over 28. That's a juice to about minus 120, depending on the book. Uh, I know the Chiefs look broken right now. Uh, it's, it's a mess. As a guy, I have many shares in Patrick Mahomes in my dynasty uh fantasy football leagues and it's been a little iffy recently um but there's no Aaron Rodgers this week and the total immediately dropped from about 55 and a half to 48 and a half 48 ish so it's about a touchdown he's worth about a touchdown but I'm trying not to look at uh 
what uh, what the Rodgers being gone will mean to the game overall. And I'm just going to try to focus on the Chiefs, and that makes it a little easier for me. Um, like as I said, the Chiefs obviously look broken on offense, but I'm going to give them a little bit more faith for at least one more week. The Packers have already lost several key guys on defense this year, and that's a defense that ranks 22nd in DVOA right now. And now they have several more guys who are questionable for this week. And now we get the Jordan Love experience, and I'm not sure what we're going to get out of him. If we get, I expect him to give the Chiefs uh, at least one, if not multiple, short fields. So I think that could help their scoring a bit in this game as well. Um, and I think they're going to want to show that they're not broken anymore. Um, but what I've seen, my biggest issue from what I've seen from the Chiefs right now is that Patrick Mahomes is, for me, moving out of the pocket too quickly right now. And I understand why. I get it. That offensive line has been pretty terrible. Um, but it's been so terrible to the point now he's moving before the pressure gets there and he's and he's running around and he's forcing throws. He, he's, he's always forced throw teacher and he has that ability and he trusts his arm a little too much at times. But it, it's been to the extreme at this point. So I, I think that the Packers aren't going to get much of a pass rush on him in this game. So he'll be able to settle down a little bit more and just trust his arm a bit. And they'll be able to show that there's still a team that you need to fear on offense this week. So we're going to go over 27 and a half team total. I can't trail you on this one. Um, I, And really, I well, here's the thing. Why didn't they show it this week? I mean... A Monday night football game at home against the Giants, that seems like the shot, right? That seems like this is where they're going to get right. This is what they're going to do. And they looked as broken as ever. I mean, is this just the, you know, the Packers don't get a great pass rush. The Giants don't either, generally speaking, um, but the Packers don't get a great pass rush and they're injured. And you just kind of expect because you have so much faith in what they've done in the past, that they're just going to happen to get right in this right, game? It's, uh, Leonard Williams, is that's the type of thing that the Bucks did well. You go right up the middle, and you get, them, you get them out of the pocket right away. And I agree, yes, they probably should have done it against the Giants as well. But uh, this is, I think this is just a spot where this is a get-right spot for them, and I think they'd do it. And I, I still trust what I see in the talent on that team. I still think they're well-coached. I think Andy Reid is kind of like overthinking things a little bit with some of these goal line plays at times. That that does trouble me a little bit. Like they'll be running these draws on first yeah. and goal from the nine where they get zero yards and then they do a trick play. And then you're like, oh, it's just a regular pass. Like just do your regular play sets in the goal to go situations and they'll be fine. They have the talent, they have, they can do it. They just have to trust themselves a little more. And I think they, I think they do that. Well, I certainly hope you are correct. I'm going to be watching this from the sidelines. I'd like the chiefs to get right. And again, I have faith that they will eventually like, because Mahomes is too good. Reed is too good. But for now, I'm just going to watch it from the sidelines. But uh, I am really interested to see what this game looks like right now. I think the spread has jumped from one and a half to seven and a half. Uh, when uh, the move was made there at the quarterback. So I look forward to watching. I'm going to take a game that I know you were on as well. So, I, you know, I feel good that I took it, except for the fact that the spread is moving in a in a crazy fashion, um, which isn't surprising given the injuries. So I will take where the consensus line is at the time that we make this uh, pick, which is the 49ers now laying to to the Cardinals. Now, I will tell you that I have so much action on this game because it was originally the Cardinals laying two and a half to the 49ers. So I have teased the 49ers up already twice in two different teasers to eight and a half 
Then when it went to one and a half, I teased them up to seven and a half. Now, when I was doing this this morning, it was the 49ers laying one. The consensus line is now two. There are still some ones out there, some one and a half. It's at two. That's fine. I'm willing to do it, but it takes away my money line bet. So again, it's moving because of the injury concerns. I'm sure, again, we're doing this on Thursday before the Thursday night football game. Neither Kyler Murray nor DeAndre Hopkins practiced this week. There was a report earlier in the week that they expect uh, Kyler Murray to go. But even if he goes, he's going to be extremely limited. But even without that, okay, like take that away, give them full strength. I still kind of think the 49ers are going to win this game regardless. Uh, First, they should have beaten them last game, right? I mean, that's the thing. They had Trey Lance, right, starting his first start. They they almost scored. You know, they got stuffed at the goal line. They couldn't convert a fourth down. They were very close throughout that. They wound up losing 17-10, but easily a game that they could win. The 49ers are getting healthier. Um, everything I've seen suggests that George Kittle is going to be able to make it back for this game, which not only helps their passing game, but also helps their running game because he's such a good blocker. Elijah Mitchell returned to practice today. Debo Samuel still working on the side. But again, he was battling the calf thing last in, last week, and he did play. Jimmy Garoppolo looked good. Brandon Ayuk is coming along a little bit more. So I think their offense here is just getting better. And there is regression coming for the Cardinals, and we started, started seeing it last week. J.J. Watt's injury actually is, you know, does have an impact, especially on the run. Cliff Kingsbury, entire, his entire career is based around tanking in the second half. Like, you look at his college career, look at his pro career. This is what his teams do. It's like, all right, we're just going to basically play, you know, you know, a three, you know, win one out of every three games down the stretch here. Uh, And then we again, the injury concerns are really massive, because even if I thought San Francisco was going to win this game regardless, it's not as much Hopkins. I think that's a big deal. A.J. Green's obviously on the covid list. We don't know if he's going to play, but it's Murray. And it's the fact that it's his ankle. And if you take away Murray's mobility, that's worth so many points in a spread, which is why it's moving so significantly. So, you know, for me, this is a spot where it just feels like the 49ers are going to kind of go on a mini run here. They got the Rams next week, so who knows? But it just feels right now like the bill is coming due a little bit for the Cardinals. And with a banged up Murray, as long as it stays under a field goal, please come on. Um, it is, I'm going he's on the, the bad side of doubtful uh, Murray, I mean, and it's just. The backup, I believe, is still a little inside. Is Chris Strebler, the former CFL quarterback, and the last <laughs> he is the uh, he was on the Grey Cup champion Winnipeg Blue Bombers before uh, Kingsbury signed him. But he's like he has a big arm, but he's mostly they they used him on the goal line to like rush in touchdowns. I think he had twelve touch touchdowns in a. Is it still McCoy? Is McCoy the number two listed? Okay. I think it's, I, I was just Who checking because I was do. like, oh God, I had it wrong because I thought it was Colt McCoy. I, he is on the team. Yeah, I I I don't know, actually, to be fair. I guess that's true. <laughs> I don't know whether or not <laughs> that's true. But regardless, I think we can safely say that it's a minor downgrade from Kyler Murray, whoever it is. Yeah, that's really what it is. And again, yeah, I was, I mean, his, his week, his injury was originally called like a one to three week thing. So the fact that they thought he was going to play is fine. And if you're the Cardinals, really, because you're seven and one, this is a spot to rest them. I think even against a divisional opponent, I know you want to hold off the Rams, but you've got long-term plans here. This isn't the spot, I think, where you let that defensive line go after him and possibly injure him more. So it besits, but even if he plays at this point, you know he's not going to be anywhere close to 100%. So if you are listening to this and the spread <laughs> is still under a field goal, pound it. And again, God help me if the 49ers lose this game now with an yeah. injury, I have so, and if they lose it badly, because I have so many teasers, Andrew, 
that I got just pat when it was until it got past one. I was like, give me seven, give me them getting seven and a half, give me them getting eight and a half. Another one that I know we discussed a little bit off air that we were both on the same side here. So I'm going Chargers, and I I have it down as minus two because this is the same thing, less than a field goal. Uh, but now I'm seeing minus one um, at a lot of places. I don't know if that. Okay, yeah, it's still two. Okay, I have been hearing that sharps have been all over the Eagles the last few weeks, and it seems like the trend is continuing this week because I just saw the line. I saw it too, and I was like. That seems wrong to me. It just it just felt wrong. The Chargers are the better coach team by a mile, I think. Um, I have no faith in Nick Sirianni uh, at all when it comes to uh, leading that team. They have a better quarterback than Justin Herbert. Yes, he's been struggling. I'll, I'll give him a little pass. Philichek like, just seems to have the Chargers number, and he just knows how to deal with young quarterbacks better than most, or at least uh, coaching against young quarterbacks better than most. Uh, and I think this is another guy who's going to get a bit of a, a get-right spot against an Eagles defense that I think is a little overrated um, and also a little banged up at the same time. The Chargers also don't even have to deal with the West Coast. Hey, we've got to play early and we have a morning game that's in the late time slot, so it's a normal 2 p.m. start for them sort of thing. Uh, so I don't really get it. It, so obviously, uh, it's a very square play, and I've seen a lot of uh, early public people on it. They call me square, I guess, but I, I just love this number. I think the Chargers win it by by at least a field goal, so I'm happy. I'll happily take the minus two, minus one, whatever you're going to give me. I'll, I'll take it with them. It strikes me as just kind of a very, very classic buy low, sell high, right? Everybody's off the Chargers because they looked bad last week against New England. The Eagles finally dominated a game, you know, against the Lions. So, look, <laughs> that's right. It's got to count as half a win at best. Um, I, I like the Eagles. I, I always have. I, I feel like they should be better. Um, it was nice to see them win. But, yeah, this is very simple. And you're right. I mean, the 4 o'clock time, you know, the start for that, it's a pretty big deal because it is a thing for West Coast teams a lot of times to come east and and take a one o'clock game. Their internal clocks just aren't right. Uh, this makes it a little easier. And I do think that the Chargers are just a better team. And again, they're they're four and three. That's fine. They've lost a couple here, but uh, Staley's great, and he has them playing the right way. So you know, I don't think that the Eagles' defense is strong enough to kind of you know make Herbert uncomfortable. So I think with that, <laughs> I do think that they win by uh, more than a field goal. I agree. As long as it's under a field goal, I would have taken it. Yeah, the way it works, I've told everybody like. I get from our guest ever since week one where Sean and I were sort of doubling up on all the same picks. I get the guest just to say three so I don't have it. And then when uh, you get we can tell the public, I mean, you were you were going to take Miami uh, laying six and a half. But then, of course, we learned that Terod Taylor is going to start that change the equation. So in between, I said, all right, well, I'm, t- I'm you were going to change. I said, all right, well, I'm taking San Francisco. And I stole that one from you. But you did mention this and I would have taken this as well. So we are on the same side. I'm interested in hearing your uh, thoughts on my next pick because this one was something where when I first saw the line, I was on the other side and then I dug into it a little bit and I came out with the Browns getting two and a half from the Bengals. Uh, I This feels like the line is out there begging you to take the Bengals, right? Like maybe they think that the public's going to be a little off the Bengals because they lost to the Jets, but I feel like it's much more about how can anybody want to back the Browns right now because of all the drama and they lost to the Steelers and you've got the Odell Beckham Jr. stuff going on. So this strikes me (laughs) as if you're giving a team like the Bengals, who I think the public's really excited about despite the Jets loss 
and laying less than a field goal to the Browns who are in disarray. It's just begging you to take the Bengals. And that's why I'm going to take the Browns. Um, I, I'm going to wait because, uh, I mean, it's not going to move anywhere. I'm going to hope that it gets to three. I don't think it will, but if it, I'm going to wait. So if you're in on this, I would wait. So if there, I haven't seen, I haven't seen the actual betting numbers. These are, these are free play numbers for anyone who doesn't know. So it's not actual, it's not actual money wagers, but uh, it, it's still a gauge. Like we have a pretty advanced, advanced community and uh, uh, I would say an intelligent betting community and they're, they're on the uh, the Bengals right now. But it was something I noticed about the Bengals in that loss is that they did not tackle very well in that Jets game. And I expect that the, the Browns are just going to say, here you go, Nick Chubb, and uh, let them let him do his thing. You are you are doing my work for me, man. I love it. I, well, I will say that, again, we have the bet analyzer over at Betting Pros as well. And, and we've got a, a bunch of people from around the industry who make picks and submit picks, including me. And they're right in line with what you have from covers, which is 76% are taking the Bengals. So I don't mind that. I, I don't mind being there. But again, it, there's no reason not to wait. Like, it's not going anywhere. It's it's certainly not going <laughs> down. Maybe it gets to three. So again, wait. And if it gets to three, that's going to be my official play, all right? Because I have said that you should wait. Everybody, for the record, it's on there. Um, And if it I tell you, if it goes down to two, that'll be my, wherever it is by the time we close, that's where I'm going to take it. Um. But I, I think what it is, is I think the Bengals are overrated, man. Like, that that's what it boils down to. Um, I think the Browns, just as a whole, like, looking at the entire team versus the entire team, I think the Browns are a better team. And you look at just DVOA, right? Not the be-all, end-all, but the total overall DVOA. Browns are sixth, and the Bengals are 21st. And, they, you know, the Browns have had a lot of injuries that they've dealt with for most of the season, but they're getting a lot healthier. I think their offense plays well. You mentioned it. You know, I, I think that... You know, the Bengals have issues tackling. I think that there are going to be a lot of Nick Chubb here as he's healthier after coming back last week. And I think I don't want to put too much stock into like the mental part of it. But Odell Beckham Jr. is not going to play here. It's been a huge distraction. It strikes me as a rallying cry for a team that's very good and needs sort of a point to come together. And that kind of is what I think we're going to see here. And again, I backed the Steelers correctly against the Browns last week. And one of the big things I had was that the Steelers are able to get pressure without blitzing. That is something that really messes up Baker Mayfield. You've just seen it throughout his career. That's not what the Bengals do. The Bengals don't get a ton of pressure. 24.9% pressure rate. That's like middle of the road. And again, with the Browns getting a little healthier on the offensive line, at least, I think their offense is going to do well. Conversely, again, selling the Bengals uh, a little bit, uh, you know, I think really their, you know, their record is is good, obviously, but I think their reputation is inflated a little bit because of that beatdown of the Ravens. They've lost to the Jets, they beat the Jaguars by three, and they've lost to the Bears, okay? This is not a dominant team by any means. And uh, Burrow is, is sort of like Baker Mayfield, by the way, is that he struggles when you get pressure uh, without blitzing, sort of, you know, like I figured the Steelers would. The Browns are pretty much the same, 27.8% pressure rate. That's fifth in the league just a 21.7% blitz rate. That's 11th lowest in the league. So that's how you get to Burrow. Jadavian Clowney didn't practice. I don't know if he's going to play, uh, but Miles Garrett is going to play, and that's really what you need to get the pressure. So I don't know, man. This is a spot for me for the Browns. The money line is plus 115. It's, you know, whatever. I'll probably sprinkle on that because if you're going to take a short dog, you might as well sprinkle like on the money line. But I'm going to go with the Browns. And I realize, like you said, I'm in the minority here. But I don't know, man. After looking at it for a while, I actually think the Browns escape here. And again, the home field advantage, by the way, it doesn't really mean anything when it's Cincinnati versus Cleveland in the divisional game. So anyway. So I'm going to Monday Night Football. And I am. we you talked a bit about the Steelers there a second ago. And I'm actually going to fade the Steelers this week. Against Ooh, the, I love the it. All right. 
I think these are two okay teams. <laughs> That's a good way to do it. I think the Steelers are a little more okay uh, than the Bears at this point. Obviously, the Steelers got their big win last week, but their big win consisted of them scoring just 15 points. And uh, he's on his, he's, it looks to me, it looks like his arms hanging by a thread for the most part. And I just don't see them covering six and a half points. They've been a, the Steelers have been a terrible bet as a favorite so far. And I expect that to continue against uh, a team like the Bears. And while they do get, the Steelers do get good pressure, the one who can handle pressure is a guy like Justin Fields who can improvise and uh, make things happen with his legs like we saw last week. And uh, I expect this to be another low-scoring game. Obviously, the total is only 40, so it's expected to be a low-scoring game. Um, and uh, rule of thumb there is, you, you, obviously, it's not a double digit, but you're getting almost a field, almost a touchdown with the Bears. And it, that's pretty much as simple as it is for me. I like getting all these points with the Bears. I like the dynamic play of Justin Fields. I'm a big Justin Fields guy. I really hope they start. I, I oh, I was I was really big coming at. Uh, with him coming into the draft, I thought he should have been the number two guy taken after after Lawrence. But um, I, I hopefully, uh, I didn't mind not seeing Nagy on the sideline. I think he would benefit from a little, another guy who would benefit from a different head coach as well. <laughs> but um, if they just let him, I think so as well. But if they just kind of like let him loose, I think he can do... Uh, do enough against this uh, Steelers defense to uh, to keep this one close and to cover that six and a half point spread. So I, I just don't. I have it's mostly a, a Steelers offense thing. I don't I don't see them being able to cover a six and a half point spread at this point. Uh, so that's why I'm on the the dogs in this one. I'm not on the other side. I will promise you that. Um, there's no way you can back the Steelers <laughs> as six and a half point favorites. I mean, follow Mike Tomlin. That that's. Not a spot you back a Mike Tomlin-led Steelers team for sure. And I agree. They can't score, you know, and uh, the Bears still have a passable defense. I think it's going to be a close game here. And I like the under as well. Like, I understand the under's low. I'm not betting it. But at 40, I still think it's going to be low. And you're right. Whenever you see a spread that's creeping up towards a touchdown with a total that low, something is off there. Uh, And I agree with you there. So if I had to pick a side, I would go with the Bears um, for sure. And again, hopefully, even with Nagy back, they continue to roll out fields and let him use his legs because the game plan last week was a game changer for him and clearly accentuated his strength. So I'm I'm not going to run away from it. Uh, I'm going to a total for my last one. It's not exciting, uh, but I've been uh, I've been recommending a lot of unders on this podcast, as, as our listeners remind me. Um, so I am going to go over and I missed a couple in a row. So I'm going to go with an over one here. And it's uh, the Vikings and the Ravens over 49 uh, and a half. This whole thing just strikes me as a, a high-scoring game when I looked into it. Um, the Ravens should put up a ton of points after the bye. They're always good in, under Harbaugh after a bye. The offense getting healthier. Rashad Bateman is fully there. I guess Sammy Watkins probably will come da- back. And the Minnesota defense, and this is really what does it for me, they're just absolutely destroyed by injuries. Like, they're just... Forget about how how poorly they had played regardless. Uh, no Daniil Hunter. That's a huge loss for them, obviously. Patrick Peterson already on... I, are, I don't think Cam Dancer is going to suit up. He missed practice again today. Michael Pierce may still not play. They're just, they're devastated. I see the Ravens basically being able to score almost at will. And the Vikings obviously had a tough game offensively, uh, you know, last week there. Uh, but this is sort of a good matchup for them because the one thing that Kirk Cousins really does well is he does very well against the Blitz. That's just kind of his MO. And the Ravens, they don't really care. They're not going to stop blitzing because a quarterback does well. They blitz all the time. Fifth highest clip uh, in the league. 
And this is sort of when I buy Kirk Cousins and the Vikings, when they look like crap the week before and it looks like they can't do anything and then they're going to come up and they're going to put up 32 points. So I'm not taking them against the spread, but I think there's a lot of scoring in this one. So I'm going to go with the over 49 and a half. I, there are some 50s out there. I'm OK with 50 as well. But my official play is 49 and a half. All right. Quickly, what do you think of that one? He's instant pressure on on a on the team uh, on a, for a team, and it's just it's really tough to see that. And while I am not a Kirk Cousins guy, the his numbers say that he's been at least okay this year. Like <laughs> so, um, yeah. And and uh, the, this is not the Ravens defense we've been we've been accustomed to over the years. So if if you had to make take, make me take a bet here, it'd probably be the over. I am making you take a bet, and you are taking the over. So we're good. I- all right. Uh, very quickly, let's recap. Uh, you've got the Chiefs team total over 27 and a half. The Chargers laying two to the Eagles and the Bears getting six and a half from the Steelers. I'm taking the 49ers now laying two uh, to the Cardinals, which just keeps moving. Uh, I'll, right now, the Browns plus two and a half uh, against the Bengals. But again, if it goes to three, I get it because I'm not betting it yet. And the uh, Vikings and Ravens over 49 and a half. Very quickly, let's run through the remaining spreads. How do you feel about the Bills laying 14 and a half to the Jaguars in Jacksonville? Probably have to take the point or lay the points there. I just, just Jacksonville is is a is a complete stay away from me. Like you can fade Jacksonville, I think, and just be pretty happy with that to the way the situation is going there. I just no faith in in what the Jags are doing right now. So and the Bills, I think obviously Josh Allen is going to try to make a little noise about uh, whether or not he should actually be the MVP of the of the league this year. So you you see a big game from Josh Allen, I expect. I'm in agreement with you. There's no way I could back uh, the Jaguars under any circumstances. I will also say that 89% uh, of our experts are taking the Bills, laying the points. So there you go. Tennessee visiting the Rams on Monday Night Football, I believe. No, Sunday Night Football. Seven and a half, uh, the Rams are laying. What do you think there? Uh, I, this is another one of these weird ones. Like, I don't think the Titans will be able to stop the Rams, but I still think it's too many points. Uh, I'd yeah. probably, I'm probably getting more than a touchdown. With a team that I think is is probably better than that. Like I'll, I'll probably I'll, I'll side with the underdog here. Well, I'll just say it. We're taking the underdog plus seven and a half. I like more than the touchdown in this spot. Yeah, I like it. I, when it first came out, it was seven, and I I had the Rams there and more than a touchdown. I need to dig into it. Just the Titans have some magic, man. Yeah. Even without Derrick Henry, they managed to keep things close. So I'm gonna sit out for now on it. I need to rethink, but. Uh, more than touchdowns, really hard uh, to refuse. We already talked about the Chargers and the Eagles. We already talked about the Browns and the Bengals. How about an interesting one? It's a little tough because we don't know who's going to be a quarterback. But the Patriots are visiting the Panthers, and the Patriots are laying three and a half points. Probably the pass. I, Darnold just hasn't. Even if he is able to go in this game, he has taken. He has reverted to your Sam Darnold of the Jets, and uh, hasn't looked so great the last. I still don't understand why they don't try to get. I, get Robbie Anderson the ball more. Obviously, um, Chuba Hubbard ha- is not Christian McCaffrey, and that hurts, and they've had some injuries on defense as well. So uh, the, the Patriots are playing well, and they're going to have a shot at a playoff spot. So it would probably be the pass. I'd like it to be three. I'd prefer three, and I think it was three at one point. Yeah. But, but uh, some early, some pass money has come in, obviously. So a little less happy about that. Yeah. I mean, if it's P.J. Walker, I can't back the – the hell star, yeah. PJ Walker. Come on. <laughs> I, I really, how much of a downgrade could he be from Darnold at this point? Um, but I, I think I, I lean towards the Panthers. I think just their defense right now, 
as it's getting so much healthier, uh, I really think is going to be tough for uh, the page. I mean, I wouldn't mind the under. It's a low total, obviously. But uh, I think if I had to pick, I might just take the hook uh, with the Panthers. But it's it's certainly a stay away for me. We didn't talk about the side on this one, but Baltimore laying six yeah. to the Vikings. Uh, I don't Any like thoughts? it at six. <laughs> I'd, I'd stay away. Yeah, I, I I would stay away as well. This could strike me as a game that the Vikings could keep close. It's going to be high yeah. scoring. That's the one thing I think. So we'll go with that. Dallas is laying 10 points to the Broncos. I'll, I'll, take, I'll take the underdog there. That's <laughs> I, I know... I know the Broncos have been a, a bit of a disaster in the in the second month of the season, but I don't, the Cowboys, I guess the Cowboys, I know they're good, and I know Dak is back, and it's just, I don't have faith in them to cover a double-digit spread, so we're going to go with the underdogs. And I know the they just got rid of Von Miller, the Broncos got rid of Von Miller, but... And Bryce Callahan is injured, but still, I just think it's too many points. Uh, like, I don't want to have to take them. I probably won't, but it's it's a hold your nose and take the Broncos, right? Yeah. Yeah. This one's an interesting one. Uh, the Raiders, who obviously, you know, are dealing with everything that they've got there, visiting the Giants, and they're laying three points to the Giants. Do you think that brings them together? They have kind of a bringing together moment for, for the team. Like, obviously, they're not trying to to win it for Henry Ruggs or anything no. like that. But uh, they're, uh, it could gel them a bit. And the Giants, obviously, a bit of a letdown. They're coming off a bit of a letdown, almost beating the Chiefs, and then you come home. And sometimes that's the spot where you kind of get spanked. So I, I'd probably side with the Raiders here. They have played well, even uh, since, uh, since, or played better again since Gruden's been gone. So I'd probably lean that way. I'm surprised. I mean, I don't know. I didn't you didn't know how the Raiders were going to react when Gruden left and they rallied um, so they could rally here. But they're a much better team than the Giants. I mean, that's the bottom line. Giants are on a short week. And regardless of who is or is not healthy, I mean, we assume Saquon Barkley is not going to be able to play in this game regardless. Um, so I have to go with the Raiders. But it does feel a little bit like a trap. Like, I feel like the spread should be more like four, four and a half. So I feel like it's asking us to take the Raiders, but I'm going to walk into the trap. It's fine if I have to. Uh, what do you think about the Saints at home link six and a half to the Falcons? Uh, I'm actually looking at the under there. This was the other one I was tossing up before. And I was like, you were saying all your unders. I was like this. Oh, I was wondering if he was going to take this one because I don't know what the, the, the Saints weren't exactly uh, electric. With Jameis Wilson under uh, with Jameis Winston under center, and now it's it sounds like Taysom Hill is gonna be the guy. And obviously, uh, Simeon played pretty well last week in their win against uh, the Bucks, but I'm not expecting that to really continue. And uh, Matt Ryan is obviously this uh, no Calvin Ridley for him anymore. Um, it's the the Falcons offense has, has been an absolute mess. So I I think this is like a twenty to seventeen kind of game and. I will happily take the under. Yeah, I can't argue with that. I don't want any piece of this of the side at all. I'm staying far away from it. What do you think about the Chiefs laying seven and a half to the uh, Jordan Love led Packers? It's been just such a bad bet. They've been so <laughs> terrible. Like they should, like they should cover. They should have covered last week. We did. We were talking about this. I don't. I I would stay away from this. I'll I'll maybe uh, I'll maybe put a few Chiefs teasers like uh, I'll tease you got to tease it down. Yeah, exactly. You got to tease it. Every it's begging you to tease it down. I don't care. I'm gonna tease it down, uh, which I have in several spots. I've teased it down. Uh, the Dolphins laying. I think it's our last game yet. The Dolphins laying five and a half now with uh, with Terod Taylor there. 
to the Texans in my Yeah, and like you, you mentioned, I liked the Dolphins when it when it was going to be Davis Mills there because the Texans haven't been defending the pass uh, that well recently, and uh, two has actually thrown the ball well against bad teams. Uh, when he has not played the Bills or the Patriots this year, he's played fairly well, and I thought he would have kind of a nice, like, uh, comeback game for him, but with uh, Mr. I think Tyrod's covered eight straight games that he's started, uh, and you're giving him all those points. I, he lost a couple there, but I it's a it's a weird. The Dolphins now give me a weird feeling, and that's a big stay away from me. <laughs> yeah, I'm staying away from it too. I like some props in this game. Like I've got the over Devontae Parker receiving props. That's where I think I'm going to go. Oh, yeah, we didn't talk about that. Did you want to give a prop? Because I know we had said, oh, do we want to or we want to stay away from it right now? Uh, I don't th- I didn't dive deep, deep enough into any of this year to really to really get ones I feel really confident about. If you want more props, OK, if you want props, I do a uh, props video that I recorded earlier today with my five favorite props at YouTube.com slash betting pros. Go ahead and subscribe. And also, I give Matt Peralt. I'm not going to be able to be on the Betting Pros live stream on Sundays at 11. Uh, this week, I've got to do a Fantasy Pros one. Sorry about that. Uh, but I will give Matt a couple of my favorite player props. But Devontae Parker receiving yards prop, that's the over that you want on that one. Uh, all right. Very good. I like your picks. Let me recap them one more time just so everybody has everything uh, together. Uh, you've got the Chiefs team total over 27.5. The Chargers laying two to the Eagles. And the Bears getting 6.5 from the Steelers. I've got the 49ers laying two. To the Cardinals, the Browns getting two and a half from the Bengals and the Vikings and the Ravens over 49 and a half. Andrew, you have a very busy Thursday night football ahead of you, as I know. So just very quickly tell everybody where they check out all your great work. And then uh, let's schedule another time where we want uh, Aaron Rodgers to have some sort of drama. Perfect. Uh, You can find me on Twitter at covers underscore Kaylee. Uh, Lots of football at this point, obviously. And uh, some Raptors stuff as well. I'm, I'm covering the Raptors pretty exclusively uh, from a betting perspective as well. So if, you, if you're into the NBA and the Raptors, I'm going to be your guy. Yeah, it's too bad I'm missing out on all your Blue Jays bets. But uh, that, that was a favorite part of my baseball season. Uh, in the meantime, congratulations so much on getting married and your honeymoon. Again, very sorry I missed it. Uh, I Hopefully, uh, you know, I can be there when you uh, need a godfather for your future child. You're so on the, sh- you're on the short list. Um, all right, my friend. I love it, of course. Uh, again, thank you for joining us, everybody. Again, check out the live stream on Sunday morning, 11 a.m. to noon Eastern on youtube.com slash betting pros. Until then, I'll talk to you again on Monday when we look at the early week 10 NFL lines. I will talk to you then. 